doing? Hi, Tamua. Wow. We had to wait for you. I know, right? It's the Nigerian network. Nigerian network. How's it going? Well, it's better now. I think I found the solution already. It's working. Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, so for everyone that has joined so far, this is Tom Wally, the president of the Avian Nation, and you're welcome to Raising Nation Giants with Tom Wally. And now this one is a special session for me. As you uh, you could tell from the intro, you know, I hardly play those kind of songs. But uh, for many that don't know this about me, I have this strong heart for Nigeria. Um, Very strong. You. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so I have this strong hat for Nigeria, and um, it's uh, it's awesome to have a very special person with me here on like my live session. Um, our precious Annie Ayekon, she's an amazing lady, somebody with a, a great passion for um, you know bridging the gap, you know, between the the masses and. Uh, the government, I believe, and uh, putting a stop to the widespread of poverty across uh, helpless communities and uh, across the yeah, nation. I'm struggling to hear you. Can you hear me? I hope. Uh, yeah. Can everybody hear me? Yeah. You know, perfect. Okay, you can hear me Better. now. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. So we're trusting God for a good network. It will be. It will be fine. I know. <laughs> it will be fine. It will be fine. So, um, let's start the session, and um, you know, uh, we we have a uh, forty forty five minutes to be here, and uh, I trust this is going to bless everyone that is online right now. And um, this session is going to be made available on my YouTube channel, and my audio podcast. You know, Apple, Spotify, and all of that. So, I trust God. It's going to be wonderful. Okay, so let's start with. Uh, this I know Precious and Yaikon to be the, the lead volunteer for uh, the Stella Initiative. So can you uh, tell everyone listening uh, something wonderful, you know, about you about yourself, something else they don't know, you know, something else how you want to introduce yourself? Uh, well, I, like you said, I'm the lead volunteer founder the Stella Initiative. Okay. Also, I run Revenue Fashion. Most okay. people don't know that. But people that know me from way back know that I do fashion as well. And also, um, Digitribe, co-founder Digitribe, a digital marketing agency. I'm a speaker. I write sometimes. I speak a lot of times. Yeah, so I'm just a business person. Right? Amazing, amazing. So uh, the, the Stella Initiative is a non-governmental organization. Mm -hmm. What or what do we need to know about uh, TSI? Is there something? A whole lot, guys. Okay. A whole okay. lot. <laughs> you, you might want to start breaking it down now. Tell lot. us about TSI. Yeah, so TSI is the Stellar Initiative with the R, A, R, Stellar, okay. Outstanding, Different, yeah. So um, it started in 2016, in okay. December 2016. So by December, will be four years. It has been an amazing journey. Apparently, TSI is, it started first. We didn't know what we were going to do. We just knew that, okay, God was sending us to do something. So over the years, it has evolved. When we started, we started with running conferences for teenagers and everything. But we know that we are going to be providing education support. We are going to be doing a lot of education, formal education, informal education, skill acquisition programs. Um, poverty elevation, but basically it's centered more on education, getting okay. people the right skills to, they need to eradicate poverty. But on our own end, we are not just handing people fish, like they say, we are mm -hmm. also teaching giving out uh, food stuff and everything. But the basic thing is teaching people, students, kids in rural communities what the need for education and helping 
a lot of them stay in school because most of them cannot afford proper education. So we're we're doing that, and as as that is, we have our own printed notebooks that we call revamp notebooks that we give out for free to okay. kids in um, low income communities. Also, and we are presently working on our materials, maybe like textbooks and books that will be given out for free as well. Then also we are strengthening our capacity to sponsor more kids to different institutions, different schools. Also we'll be planning skill acquisition programs, mentorship um, programs, a whole lot, but it's basically centered on helping kids that have no future as it seems to be able to see a brighter light, to be able to, to be equipped for world leadership, for because the thing is when you give people, when you teach people how to do something, mm-hmm. you are actually taking poverty away from them. Imagine I have a skill. I can't be complaining of being poor because I will use that skill to make money right. and to get stuff for myself. But the thing is we don't just want to fight poverty by sharing food. No, that will not solve. In fact, it will leave us with a lot of entitled people, people that will say, oh, they didn't give me rice today. They didn't give me beans tomorrow. <laughs> but if you, exactly, because that's what we get for a giveaway generation. When you give and give and give, and you don't teach them how to pay it forward. You don't teach them how to help other people. You don't help them to help other people. You just say, oh, line up, come and collect rice, come and collect beans. Some places, when we go to share these things, you need to see the way they behave, like they're the one that gave you the money to cook mm. the food. But that's because they've not been trained to make... They've not been trained. They just, they just keep giving, keep... Everything. So the day you do not come, they are looking for where they can get the next meal. So it's... But for us... Stuff out. It is training people. It is helping people become better so that they can also pay it forward and do that for some people some other people wow 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 that's 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 a huge one you just shared so but for me you know uh fighting poverty and creating wealth empowerment scheme it's it's always been the voice of every nigerian politician in fact that's what they Mm. used to campaign all the time that's what you see on their posters their flyers and their website oh we're trying to fight poverty in nigeria so now my thing is uh regardless of all of this the standard of living in nigeria today is very very alarming what do you have to say about that is it that the government are really not fighting the poverty or the ngos are really not doing anything because with all of you still in that country the living rate is still very, very depressing. So I think, um, well, for the government, only God, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think they are not, not like, I can't say they are not doing anything, but maybe they are not doing, they are not going through the right, they are not, for us, I think we are not being innovative in this country, basically. And mm. and like you said, we have a lot of NGOs and it still seems like there's nothing that is being done. But I think for a major change to happen, those NGOs, we have to come together to put our heads, resources, ideas to make huge impact. So like I said earlier too, I, CSI, we go share food in this location. Another NGO go share food in the same location you get, or a different location. So order food. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So all the giveaways will not solve the problem as it were. So we need innovation. What can we do? How can our educational system move forward? How can the sports industry move? How can the entertainment industry move forward? As an NGO, what can we do beyond just giving out free stuff? What can we do beyond just dashing out um, clothes, shoes, food? So I think when we come together as a body, so 10 NGOs, 20, 100 NGOs coming together to say, okay, guys, this year, we are going to just focus on the education industry. 
you bring notebook, you bring um, land, you bring paint. Let's look for how we can build schools. Mm-hmm. Let's look for how we can get scholarships to over 1,000 or 10,000 pupils. Let's, so the major change would show when we are together doing focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. But we, there's a limit to what we can do at CSI. There's a limit to what a lot of people can do at CSI. And the basic thing is now, people are just, a lot of people are just setting up NGOs to feed their stomach. And that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the major work is not showing because people, I remember when we were trying to raise funds for um, Revamp, one of the conferences we had. Okay. So we went to this car wash to raise funds and we saw a man that gave us a hundred naira because and the man gave us a hundred naira after counting like one one thousand naira notes Jeez, oh and it was like eh so no amount is too small we say yes sir no amount is too small so in our mind we felt like at least bad as we bad the man would just give us maybe one thousand two thousand mm-hmm. he reached to his pocket like last last and he gave us hundred naira That's then we what my teammate was was pissed off she was like Precious, let's even pay for his car because he came to wash his car. Let's pay. Let's show him that we have money. I'm like, no. So we moved forward. He now called us back. So I was happy that, ah, this man is testing us now. Like, now he has called us back and everything. Mm-hmm. Then he gave us 200 naira. He was like, he just found this 200 naira in his pocket. So making 300 naira. Then he told us, he said, see, that he doesn't like giving NGOs money because what they collect the money for, they won't use it. They'll use it for their personal self mm. and everything. And he has done a lot for NGOs in the past, and they just squander the money and everything. And I'm like, you cannot really blame him. That's what is happening. Yeah. So people set up NGOs because there's no job, because they can't afford to feed themselves and all. So it now looks as if in Nigeria, there's a lot of NGOs. And by NGOs. now, Nigeria should have changed. But those people are trying to survive. And for the ones that are really doing the work, they are not getting the international grants that they are getting. And it's not easy for an NGO to get all those money because truth is, to register an NGO in this country is close to 200,000 naira. Wow. So, and you need a registered NGO to get grants from international bodies, from people. Some people want to send money to your account and they are asking you for is your NGO registered? Is your NGO registered? And if I want to register an NGO, ours is registered, but I'm just looking at people that have the heart to really do the work. They can, where would they see 200,000 naira to register yeah. an NGO? So, therefore, they get, when it's time for donations, people give them 1K, 200, 100 naira because they feel like they are not credible enough. Registered NGOs and the big money and the big names and the good um, corporate account are the two things we have to come together as a body and not depend on the government. The government are, I don't know, but I think they are trying, they are doing what they feel they should do. And some of them are not, you can't give what you don't have. Some of them don't know how to move this country forward and it's the truth because they don't just know how. They are not innovative enough. They are not smart enough. They are not intelligent enough. So no matter, and if we keep asking them for what they don't have, they keep giving us what they don't have because they don't have it in the first place. So leaving the government out of it, we we are supposed to come together and make a huge change beyond just giving out stuff, giving out food, Mm -hmm. giving out palliative, giving out free stuff. Because at a point, Nigerians will become addicted to free stuff. So they won't want to work to get it. That's why you go to somebody's page and you see a lot of Nigerians, they're begging. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've not paid my school fees. My brother, my mother is in the hospital. They will use a lot of things to lie because they need 100,000 naira giveaway. Some people, 5,000 naira, they lie for the, the ridiculous, the ridiculous things and everything. So we have to come together to make sure beyond just giving out stuff, we really equip these people. And some people, they do it for pictures, they do it for clouds, they do it for a lot of things. So we need yeah. to, if we want to really make change, we really need to focus on making the change that is required. 
it takes a lot of work and money, I must say, but coming together also should help and do something for Nigeria as a whole. But wow. I think with time, our standard of living will increase <laughs> by God's grace. Amen, amen. I'm, pr- I'm praying for that. Praying for that. So uh, I'm going to ask, how would you describe the picture of the communities that you have visited? that your, your team, your organization has visited. How will you describe the picture of this community? Because for those in the diaspora, we, we get this certain picture, but you are on the field. You go to the field all the time. So mm-hmm. how will you describe the picture of those com- communities? Is it as bad as what we see on social media or even more worse than that? Well, um, okay, two things, because I don't like painting Nigeria in a very terrible light that, oh, our condition is irredeemable. But the truth is, for NGOs, for their work to really be seen, they would rather go to communities that are so bad, that are so terrible. Because mm-hmm. imagine me saying, oh, come and donate to this cause, and I'm going to elect in our VGC to say, oh, I want to go and help people in VGC. I'm sure you won't even give to that cause. But I'd rather go to a community where there is no pipe on water, there is no electricity, mm-hmm. There's no, maybe their schools are, maybe they are sitting down on the floor to take lectures in class. Um, there's nothing to eat. A whole lot is happening in that community. So sometimes the communities that we go to sometimes are worse than what you see on social media, trust me. And sometimes they are not as bad, but pictures you get to be able to get as much funding as possible. The truth is, it is not for an NGO to wake up and say, we are going to this community to help them. They must have a need. So it's either they are going there to, maybe their education system is terrible. Like we went to Kogi State now. The part of Kogi we went to, their classrooms are like no windows. Teachers have not been paid for two years. So they stopped going to class. Um, So you see a... 16, 17 year old already has three kids already, four kids already. So there are places that are terrible like that. And but most of those rural communities are so terrible. They are trust me, you don't even want to imagine what goes on around there. So people put out those kind of things to to get people's attention, to get people to give to the cost. Because like I said, there is a lot of need everywhere in the world, not just Nigeria. There's a whole lot of need. Like, I'm sure even in the U.S., there are some places where mm-hmm. if you go to today, yes. So, but the thing is, for Nigerians, we, we are a lot. There's a lot of people where millions and millions, billions of people, and our system is not favorable. So, unlike mm-hmm. over in... Um, good places in like the US, the UK where there's structure, there's everything. At least if you don't even have a job, you can get food to eat, you can get clothes to wear, you can get things, you can use your credit card to get a lot of things. Here, even you don't even have that kind of opportunity. So there's a whole lot of things that are going on. Some people cannot afford to eat. Mm. Some people as in so even people it's shocking that even people that are working and getting paid cannot afford to eat. So it's not like over there that, oh, even if I don't have a job, at least I can get food, I can get shelter sometimes and all. But here, you can even see somebody that is working, that is earning maybe 20K in a month or 30K in a month, like the head of, and he has wife and children and everything. How would that person be able to survive with 30K, mm. with two kids? So the, the, the level of poverty here is high. So that's why I'm not surprised when they say Nigeria is like the poverty capital of the world or the second highest or something. But it's a whole lot of work that needs to be done. But sometimes it is much worse. Some, a lot of times it's much worse than what we see on social media because there's wow. a whole lot of work to be done. Wow. That's... Uh, it, uh... Now I have a better picture, you know, hearing from somebody who who is regular on the field, you know, unlike us that we just sit back, you know, we try to support, we try to partner with people. Mm. And, um, you know, even my ministry had to come up with a THN COVID relief. And, uh, you know, Mm. we we assisted over 20 people, you know, with the sum of, you know, money and paying 
bills for people and all of that. But, you know, at some point, can you hear me? Okay, I think it's breaking on our end. Uh, let's see. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. We're, we're trusting God for a good network all through this session. Uh, I've heard, listening to what you've said, I have a, I have a, you know, I have a better picture and understanding, you know, of what is really going on out there in, uh, in Nigeria. But in this session, we can but talk about COVID-19. Can you hear me clearly? Mm. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. We can but talk about COVID-19. My question is this, for someone who always on the field, how did the organization react to this man? And what were the relief measures that you guys had to extend to the helpless communities? Because, you know, some people might not have seen what you guys have done, you know, so far, you know, this whole COVID-19 hit many nations. What were the things that you guys had to do? No, that, um, so when, when it started, we didn't, we didn't have, because we, we've never done it before. But when, it, when the whole COVID-19 started, lockdown started, we just thought to ourselves, um, a whole lot of people would rather die of, like they they don't they don't want to stay at home, like they can't survive. It's not like other structured communities where oh, if you are staying at home, you know, yeah, you can work from home. Some people hawk on a daily basis for a living to be able to afford mm. food. So now all of a sudden you are asking them to stay at home, no food, no money, no stipend, nothing. So we just thought about it. Why don't we give these people food items, not cooked food? Because obviously, if you see them in the morning, you have to come back and see them in the night and see them the next day. But just give them a sum of money and food items to show them first. And also, but that was not our motive. Our motive was to go from house to house to sensitize people about COVID-19. Because a lot of people, especially in rural areas, they didn't know why they were staying at home. They felt like the government was trying to punish them for something. Especially when that 5G news came out, <laughs> that they were installing masks. They were like, the government is trying to keep them at home so that they can install 5G masks. You can imagine wow. how people think. Some people say, like when, when we went to one particular woman, she was like, don't mind them. Don't mind them. They've traveled abroad to go and sleep with dogs. Now they brought in COVID, <laughs> Corona. They are now asking us to stay at home for their own stupid, stupid acts. I'm like, dogs? How? Like, so they feel like it's the rich people that went to sleep with dogs abroad that, mm. that, that caused Corona. Now the government is saying, asking them to stay at home to punish them for what they don't know anything about. So us beyond giving the food items and everything, we're trying to talk to people about COVID-19. Tell them, oh, because the truth is, most of them don't have television sets. They are not on WhatsApp. They are not on mm. Instagram. So they cannot... And most of the jingles they did, most of the ads they did were on social media, were on television, radio. Some people don't even have these things. But they just heard from their neighbor, ah, stay at home. They say we should stay at home. And everything. So, but they cannot feed. And here, they didn't give them time to prepare for it. So they just yeah. had to stay at home, lock up everywhere and all. So we had to, beyond giving them food, we gave out food to close to 2,000 people. And wow. we gave out cash gifts. Um, 10,000 era to like 30 families. Wow. So we had to explain to them, Madam, this is what COVID is about. This is what Corona is about. Wash your hands. Uh, so some people that didn't have hand sanitizers, we told them about soap. When you come back, wash your hands. The video is on our page, so you can, as much as many of you that want to watch it, you can always watch it. So while we're talking to them about it, so we gave food items that could that at least can carry them for days and also families and everything. But after that, when they started to ease the lockdown. We moved it a notch higher because people now can go out and can interact with other people. Then we came up with a campaign, Stay Masked Up Nigeria, where we gave out okay. free masks to Nigerians, especially essential workers that cannot afford good masks. Because 
after a while, people started to make their own face masks that mm. had no protective element in it. So somebody can just get a material and cara that they no longer use <laughs> and just put the band. As in, it was terrible, man. And just put the band and just start selling it for. And do you know the worst thing? They'll now sell it in traffic. And people will be testing face masks. Ah, this one is not my size. That one is not my size. <laughs> then they <laughs> So people didn't know how to how to really deal with this thing. So they go to traffic. Ah, face mask, face mask, that one will be sell two hundred. And let me test this one, they will test and give it back to the guy selling. So they can test like five or six till they get their size. Then somebody will now come and just pick the one that somebody has tested. And other times, mm. um, some people, you know that um, disposable face mask, that normal yeah. one. Some people will wash it and use it for. Oh, so a no. whole lot of misconceptions. There was one I saw. It was a cab driver. So he had like five masks in his cab. So when you come as a passenger, he gives you the mask. When you are leaving, he collects it. What? And give another person. So it's a whole lot of things, and but they don't know any better. They don't know any yeah. better. So beyond just giving them, so we did our own face mask that was that had the filter in it that was comfortable. You can actually breathe well, and you can you like you can protect you from the virus, not like the ones that people do and we gave so the plan was to give out over ten thousand to different people okay. and we're still on it we're still doing it because covid is outside so everybody has and people have to work people have to eat people yeah. have to go about their businesses so we came up with same masks up we started giving out free face masks to people and the face mask is so beautiful i'm sure you've seen it so yeah i did i did, so I did. We, the first outreach we did was to bus drivers and conductors and they're like ah are you serious? How much is it? We don't have money. We're like, no, don't worry. We're giving you for free because obviously wow. they don't expect that they can get that kind of thing for free. And some people entitled, they're like, eh, is the only face mask you give us? Is the only face mask you give us? You not give us money that we used to eat for the face mask and everything. So it's a whole lot of things. And that was what we did for during the lockdown, the food, the money, and now, because lockdown has been eased, everybody can go back to their various um, jobs and everything. So we started giving out free face masks and sensitizing them because that's the most important thing to do. Yeah. So, and I feel that's what our government have not done enough. They just say, oh, lockdown, lockdown. People in the rural areas that are prone to this do not have adequate information as to why they are staying at home. And oh, mask, give your mask. So, police started arresting people that do not have masks. But the truth is, what? some people cannot even afford to get a mask. Some people yeah. cannot afford, even the ones they like, we gave, we legit gave a man um, a face mask. And the man was asking us, eh, won't we give him money for soap to wash the mask? Like, you know, somebody that have money. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, he was like, if somebody that have. So we're telling them about not using the face mask more than once. Like when you use it today, you wash it, then iron it. The man was just laughing. He was like, is it not somebody that has money that will be washing mm. face masks and somebody that has lights that will be ironing face masks to see how terrible these things are? And the man was just like, he cannot afford to buy soap to wash face masks. We had to give him, I remember giving him maybe like 1,000 era. And he was like, ah, he will not use everything to buy soap. He's going to buy paraga at the moment. So we just joked about everything. And so that was that was what we we did. And that is what we are still doing at the moment. Wow, and so obviously, we are still giving out food items for more of the face masks and everything. That's, that's, that, that's a great one, and, and You know, I really applaud the, the good work you're doing. You know, all those helpless Thank communities, you. you know, in and around Lagos, Nigeria. And, uh, you know, it, it just brings me to ask, like, what, what are the yet-to-be-taking measures? What are, what are the things that, you know, that you think is still, is still needed? You know, because, yeah, COVID is out there. People are recovering. People are just getting back their life together. What are the things you think that are still yet to be taken in this period? Um, well, I think a lot of 
um, sensitization, basically, because the truth is, once they, the, when they called off the lockdown, everybody just went to town. I remember that first day there was heavy traffic, like everybody, like you know when you just release people, oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, everybody start going up. So now people, people don't care. They just see some people don't even believe that there's COVID in Nigeria because they were like when we were when it was 300 cases, they had a lockdown. Now it's 11,000, and you're asking us to go out. Well, let's cuckoo go out and catch the virus. So a lot of people are living recklessly and carelessly at the moment. So they still need sensitization okay. and they still need to be given protective elements, especially people that cannot afford it. Because now the face mask, the one we all know, went from maybe like 20 naira for one to like 300 naira, 280 wow. difference. So you can imagine how... A normal person cannot buy. I remember when we started the Give and Take project, we bought a pack for 15,000, a pack of 50 for 15,000 naira. That is like never used to be like that. But because it's a pandemic and, you know, it's in high demand, people started increasing their prices. Hand sanitizers went from zero to 100 and all. I remember seeing a post where somebody was selling hand sanitizer for 15,000 naira. Hand sanitizer that is 300 naira, 500 naira, just went from that to... So, still provision of protective um, items, sensitization, and I think the government is doing well because they are regulating um, now no church, no mosque, no market, no... Not here would, but anyways... But we still need to reach out to people and help people. And the truth is, because it's a pandemic, still hungry. People are still, people are still hungry. People still need food. People still need food because mm-hmm. the economy is still not back to normal. It's still people are still struggling. Like people are still trying, finding it hard to balance and everything. Then the price of oil and Nigeria is presently in a recession. So it's a whole lot of things happening to us at once. So people still need to be given proper care, food, okay. sensitization, and also a whole lot of things, basically. But those three things are the important ones, the important things that we should look into as a nation. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh now we have this uh, understanding, you know, so much that still needs to be done. And uh, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. it will get done. Uh, you know, you know, we're praying that even in this season, you know, everybody can be able to readjust and bring back, you know, the beauty of life, you know, yeah. back together. I, I, I won't end this session, you know, two things already on my mind. One is a question and one is a request. Uh, for someone who is passionate about reaching the community, you know, helping them, mm-hmm. uh, and you know they don't have an NGO, they don't have the two hundred thousand to start an NGO, so they probably just want to volunteer or join an organization yeah. and be of any assistance they can. How can they? Uh, how do you recruit volunteers first, and how can they join? You know. Uh, well, is like you said, it's volunteering. Stupid of us to now put a lay down. A have to do this one they are rendering their service they want to be of help so it's okay. open for all just maybe send me a message or send follow us the seller initiative on instagram then send us a dm it's open for all is it will require your commitment your time your effort sometimes your money so you need to be sure of what you are getting into before you say oh i want to volunteer right but it's open there's no serious process like that, especially at CSI. I don't know of any other organization, but at CSI, it is easy to be a volunteer at CSI. Okay, okay, okay. So, so for everyone that is listening and those that are listening thereafter, you know, with TSI, if you have the heart to reach your community, you want to volunteer, you want to be a part of it, you can always reach them at the TSI on Instagram. Yeah, the Stella oh, Initiative. The Stella, the Stella initiative, initiative on Instagram. So you can always, you know, connect with them, send them a DM, send them a message, and, you know, you'll be put through the process. Somebody said some family do have one-on-one food these days because of supper. What's one-on-one food? So one, zero, one. 
like okay, morning and night. They eat in, they have breakfast, they don't have lunch, then they have dinner. But that's oh. still very okay. Some people have zero zero one, some people have zero one zero. So if you have yeah. two out of three, it's better though. Yeah, that, that was like that was like my life when I was back in school. In exactly, you're boiling. So it's you're true, balling. you know, you you rush yourself to eat in the morning, going to class, and you exactly. eat when you come back at night. You know, afternoon is really a really busy time. Okay. Ah, uh, it was it was awesome with you on this session, even though the network thing was you know imbalanced. But I I was able to get you know great words out of you you know great words of inspiration you know letting us know that Thank we can you. still we can still help the community and there's still people out there who have a heart mm -hmm. for the community the helpless community actually and uh, mm -hmm. you know for me i i see all the giveaways that people do you know and, know. and never never done it before you know, uh, I not that I don't believe in it, it's good, but, you know, I get DM all the time, you know, I, I want to buy baby food, I, I want to pay my mm. school fees, I want to pay rent, mm. I see all of that, you know, and I just divert them back to the ministry, because the ministry has a website, you know, where you can fill the form, and my team will get to you and see whatever way that we can assist you. But on this platform, because of TSI, yeah. uh, I know you didn't see this coming, but I'm going to make a donation you know, oh, wow. oh. I'm going to make a donation <laughs> to TSI. And uh, I want whoever is watching right now that needs any form of assistance, financial assistance, or anything it could be, I want you to reach out to TSI, you know, and, you know, they would know how to handle the situation or be of assistance to you. I'm not going to disclose the amount. That's one of those things I've learned in ministry. But I'm just gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna make a donation to TSI so you can always follow them, Thank reach you. them. And you know, I I'm pleading that it has to be a truthful, a truthful request. You know, mm -hmm. not that you you have everything going well with you, but you just want to have some more. We to, always you know. we we have our ways because we dealt with so many people like that. So obviously okay. now we have our ways of detecting how you know you cannot you know how, okay, this joke that you can't steal from a thief, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, so like most of, exactly, so I'm coming from that place. That's why I can be here and give out to people that do not have, because I know what it is not to have had. So yeah. you can't come to me with style and say, oh, I need, if you, if you are truly in need, I think that's something I thank God for. I always know, so I can discern when, and also, we have people that can find out things about other people. So Good. once they come with their needs, you can always search it out. Okay, okay. So for everyone that's watching and that will listen thereafter, you know, hook up with TSI if you need any form of assistance. And uh, they'll be glad to help you, you know, in this season. And thank you so much, Precious. Thank you for the wonderful thank you for work me. you're thank doing. You. It's uh, you're a blessing to, to nations and I'm I'm super excited and proud about you. And uh, thank thanks for joining you. me on this session. And um, you know, it's gonna be made available on my audio podcast and my YouTube channel and uh, thumbs up to the great work you're doing. I love you, you and so I celebrate you. <laughs> Celebrate you too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a privilege or not to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Okay, that was it. Uh with uh Precious and Yayekon, the lead volunteer of the Stella Initiative. And um you just helped me. I just, you know, I'm making a humble donation to the organization, our organization, you know, so if you're out there, you know anyone in need of any assistance, you can always reach out to them. And also THN is also having the COVID relief project, you know, just in case you, you need any assistance. And uh, this is solely for those in Nigeria, you know, you can always reach, you know, you can go to the link is on my bio, you see it right there, you know, THN COVID relief, you can always click on that and uh, fill all the information and somebody from my team is going to reach out to you. So, uh, I believe today was amazing. I was I was really really inspired, you know, to see somebody who has a heart for the community, you know. And uh, I'm trusting God that the the beauty of life is going to be restored back to every one of us, even for those who are affected in this season, you know, for those going through a hard time, you know. Uh, it's it's just a face. It's gonna it's gonna pass away, 
it's going to pass away and the beauty of life will be will restored. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. And it's going to be another amazing session next week. Just keep following me on my social media uh, network. And, uh, you know, you always get notification of any upcoming sessions I'm having or any invitations I have. And Tomo um, is always here, always here to be a blessing in any way that I can. Thank you so much for joining. You already know I love you and I celebrate you.